This is the fringe. Hello. I have to restart Synergy because Synergy likes to die. Is that right? Hey, everybody. Hello. All right. Just making sure that my microphone is working and it looks like it is. Especially sounds like it is. I think it does. It's funny how Iceweasel is the one that works. Right? You'd think the Google one would work. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. Oh, now Brian is getting hit by it. Safari. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, apparently, Google made a... I don't think it's rolled out yet, but they are allowing people to that don't have a Google account to use Hangouts now. Yeah, yeah. I got a message about that from the, uh, the Google guru at the U. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's go to meeting now. It's it's uh, go to meeting or WebEx or whatever that's called. Yeah. Fancy stuff, fancy stuff. But of course, it doesn't matter. None of it matters unless you have the drivers. Exactly. And of course. And there, there are, are no there. drivers anywhere. No drivers. None. None at all. So I actually I have a couple of things that I didn't add to the show notes, but I'm going to add right now, and they're going to be kind of fun. Excellent. There we go. I guess none of those are really fun to link to, but they're fun things to talk about. Ah, now I have something that's fun to link to. Hello. Hello. Hi. Cool. I'm I'm staring at not you, Ryan. Are you there? I I am here. What okay. what what? Are you, oh oh oh! See, okay. I'm seeing something. Yeah. Yes. What what is that? Okay, here. Hold on. I have to take my headphones off and go back there. Webcam probs. They're fun. So I'm using Firefox today. Nice. Yeah. What is it with the with the Mozilla browsers or vaguely Mozilla based browsers that are doing well, better than Google based browsers, or browsers that are that are based? Ah, it's in me. Regular? Huh? It's me. It's us. We're talking. Oh, nice. Aha. Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's the tour. <clears throat> yup. Core i7. Yeah. That's, a fan, that's an awful fancy box right there. Is that new? It looks new. Yeah, right? That seems like it's the new style packaging. I think that was the 6700K. Mm-hmm. If I saw it quick enough. Yeah, that was the uh, 6700K. That's right. That's uh, part of Matt's new computer. Nice. Awesome. Yep. In fact, I was going to uh, put some notes in there about that somewhere. I apologize for my crunching. I'm eating chips. Uh, no not, a, not a problem. It's food. my dinner. Chips Eating. and leftover salsa. Eating food is a good thing to do. From what I hear. Probably. I like it. Uh, how do I um, force a window in Firefox to move into the to the main window? Because it it opens up Google Hangouts in a separate window with no like address bar. I don't know if oh, you there's can. There's an address bar, but no tab bar. I don't know if you can. Hmm. Can you Let's do that see. in Chrome even? I don't know if you can even do that in Chrome. 
like you want to have the the web browsing window in front of the Hangouts window, right? I want it to all be in the same window, and it's just another tab, not another window. Oh, okay. I think your best bet then would be to copy the URL out and rejoin. Yeah, I'm going to try that. We'll see what happens. Okay, good luck. See you on the other side. You can just watch my hands do stuff down here. <laughs> all right, I'm going to close the window before I hit join in hopes that it will work correctly the first time. Yay. All right, BRB. Good luck. No, we lost him. Oh, he he's back. Wow, that was so fast. Did it work? Yeah. All right. I, I just copied the URL. Fancy, fancy stuff. Oh, my camera's off now, too. Interesting. That happens. What if for one podcast, me and Ryan had our cameras off and it was just Brandon's camera? (laughs) (laughs) That would would require me to obtain a camera for what seems to be the one computer that can reliably do Hangouts. Oh, and for for, for Brandon to simultaneously also have Comcast cooperation. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hey, speaking of... Sorry. No, no worries. That's just a. That's just funny that you mention it because one of the topics I'm going to be discussing is some recent network upgrades oh. that I have that I have been uh, undertaking. Mm-hmm. So that that'll be kind of fascinating to see. I still don't know if I trust it enough to um to uh, go back to any of my MacBooks for this, but I mean this this thing has both the the uh, the fast processor. Uh, closest to the wi-fi router the antennas pointing directly at the antennas that are um that are broadcasting the wi-fi so so far this desktop seems to be the best bet but nice what so what desktop is this the one i'm I miss, or, writing about no, what huh? no brandon okay you're on a oh, desktop? The one that I have? yeah so this is my uh amd a6 6400k which is uh which is uh Totally back in the uh, and the you know maybe like late 2013 or something. Um, okay. But ever since I deactivated the graphics processor on it and started using the uh, uh, a dedicated graphics chip, it's been like flying. I love it. Oh, nice. Much better than much better than my MacBook even, which is way surprising. But my MacBook is about the same age, so I guess that would make sense. Huh. And you're rocking Linux of some sort on there. You bet. You bet. Uh, I think I'm running Debbie and Jesse, but oh. I could be wrong. Man. Or possibly Sid. I think I think I originally installed it from Jesse and then just changed all the package repositories, so I'm on Sid now. I've never used Debian actually. It's been only Ubuntu or Fedora or CentOS. Doing it right. Yeah, awesome. see I I've got um Fedora running on my Chromebook right now, but my as you might expect the Chromebook's pretty much useless for anything, because um, it's like seven years old. It's ancient, and uh, I can really only basically use it in command line mode. I sometimes use it in GUI mode, but like playing video or streaming video or doing anything that requires a network connection is pretty much impossible. Mm-hmm. That's not very helpful for a computer, then. Yeah. Right. Right. So I'm I'm sticking with this thing. For now, at least. That works. For now, at least. Right, right. <laughs> for now, at least. 
Although I will say I installed Elementary OS. Yeah. Natively on my MacBook Pro Retina. I don't know. I remember I installed it during my geology class and then played around <laughs> with it there and then deleted it like a couple of days later, but I installed it for at one point. That what was, do you think of it? Uh, so I was their point two release, not their point three, which is what it is right now. Oh yeah. So I think it's evolved a little. I don't know. I didn't use it enough. It seems Linux operating systems like that seem nice if you only use the included applications, but if you really want to do more than the default, it becomes a lot of pain because it's different enough to not quite work. And yeah, yeah. See, I think I used I used Elementary OS back when it was on Luna. Um, actually, I had that on the Chromebook too because the Chromebook is the place where I test all the distros, mm-hmm. all the great distros. And um, I have to say, like, a non-zero, yeah, right. I I love the way that they've designed everything, but the basic apps are really, really, really basic. Um, Mm -hmm. And and the thing that I find kind of funny is that a lot of them are essentially just GTK apps that have been um, kind of reskinned, which isn't by which is by no means a bad thing. But just when I installed. Um, Debian, I just get kind of a, a slightly less polished version of each of those apps. Um, yeah. You know, like photos, I've got that. Music, I've got that. The, the music app that they have looks very similar to Rhythmbox um, in a lot of ways. So, but it's, it's, it's way cool. And I know a number of people at work who use this actually as their main OS. Really? Which is, which is yeah. I mean, well, they're not, they're not full timers, they're students like me, but yeah. Yeah. No, it seems like a, a really nice, good idea. I like it. I should look into it again. It's been a while since I've gone to the site. Let's, let's go right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it, the last time I used it was back when they were on, like, Luna, which I think was 0. 0.0 or 0. 0.1, maybe? They're Freya now, which is their third release. I tried their second. Let's see. See, they're always, oh, yeah. they're always beta, and I'm like, I'll install it when it gets stable. Yeah, so Luna was Luna was the second one. So I I was there same time you were. Okay. What are these code names for? Uh, releases for I'm not sure what their theme is really. No, 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 no. What are what are the releases for? Oh, Elementary OS. Okay, because they sounded to me like totally <laughs> Eclipse release names. <clears throat> yeah, right. <laughs> That's true. But also, it'll it'll take a lot for me to use Linux as my primary OS. I like the idea of it a lot, but I'm too wound in the Apple ecosystem. A little bit, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if I didn't have any dependencies on Creative Suite, I would be so totally able to go Linux only. For hardware reasons, I'd probably still buy and use Macs for among among other things, but. Yeah. Well, I I would like to triple boot my MacBook again, but my disk space is very full. Um, but because I had it triple booted at one point, then I removed Linux because Windows needed more space. So I expanded Windows, then I upgraded to Windows 10, then upgraded to El Capitan, which partially broke the Windows partition. Yeah, then that's I right. Windows. They needed to do Windows 8, but now my partition whole map is all messed up, so I just deleted Windows again, and I have a partition called, ugh, that's 40 gigabytes, <laughs> and there's a phantom 40 gigabytes somewhere on my disk that uh, disk utility crashes half the time when I try and inspect the whole disk, so I think a oh, wipe wow. and start over is needed. 
Oh, That's okay. Windows appreciates it. Windows used to being starting over. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's such that's such a pain, but it's good that you know it's uh it works for now at least. I'm not sure why it broke in the first place. I think it was because I didn't have a recovery partition because I got lost somewhere along the process of triple booting. Yeah. And so when I installed El Capitan, it created that partition, but there shouldn't have been any open space. But yeah. when I had deleted Linux and had Windows, I expanded the Windows partition to take over the Linux one. And I'm guessing that didn't update it quite in a way that OS X could keep track of. So mm-hmm. then it thought some space in the disk was free, but it was actually part of Windows. Yeah. And it just went there. So, yep, that's what's going on. But you can still use the LCAP part of it, right? Yeah, More yeah. I mean, that's what I'm using right now. But sweet. I don't. I don't want to try like expanding my OS 10 partition over at least the 40 gigabytes or anything until I go home and have another computer. Mm-hmm. Very wise. Because I can totally see me expanding OS 10 over that first half of the empty space, and it just messing up completely, and I need to go from scratch, and I don't have time for that right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, hang on a sec. Matt's new computer has four HDMI ports on the graphics card alone. Uh, depends on which model um, you Googled, but uh, I don't think it Wait. has four HDMI. Oh, okay. It has one DVI for sure, uh, one HDMI, and maybe the others are DisplayPort. Oh, that's right. You're right. They're, they're DisplayPort. GPUs have so many ports on them nowadays. I thought mine with four was crazy. And apparently only supports three, the one that I have. But wow, what a what a card. Right? Yeah, it, it is a monstrous card. It does seem to run a little bit hot, though. Um, we were getting 89 Celsius hmm. um, in Guild Wars and in the benchmarking. So yeah. I don't know. It seems kind of hot to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's how hot my MacBook runs sometimes. Yeah. Not a desktop, though. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, so for comparison between those two card or two um, processors, I have the thirty-seven seventy K, which would be what is that Ivy Bridge? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then this new one, the sixty-seven hundred K, that is the newest one, which is Skylake. Pretty, sure, yeah. pretty sure that's what it's called. And so the performance difference. You know, on paper, you wouldn't think it would be that much because it's three generations away and Intel hasn't been too great at, you know, making performance increases every single time. Well, turns out in Guild Wars, for example, the CPU usage on my computer is about 50%, uh, you know, across all, the, all across all eight cores, the average is 50. On his computer, mm-hmm. it's 20. Wow. So I guess it's doing a good job for Intel. Yeah, definitely. I think it's interesting they dropped their old naming convention. Said the what was the best Sandy Bridge CPU? Was that was was that a twenty seven seventy or? Well, I think they might have done it. Yeah, yeah, it was a seventy at the last digits too. Mm-hmm. Then the Ivy Bridge thirty seven seventy. My Haswell's forty seven seventy. Skip Rodwell. They never did that. 
And now the and, and then there's and then sixty seven hundred. And then there was a uh, forty seven ninety, which was a yep. uh, re release. I think yep. I think they intentionally picked sixty seven hundred K um because they intend to release, you know, refreshes because yeah. their next line won't be ready for like who knows how many years. Oh no. Yeah, I have to imagine that right now they're like shit, we have to wait <laughs> three years now before we can read something else. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that that quote can just be attributed to Intel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good idea. Uh yeah, so it's it's a great great um great great chip. Um I don't know, like everything I did to it with Prime 95, even the war game. Um I ran the war game and Prime 95 tons of times. I ran the war game with 600 threads, which the computer admittedly did not like. Uh-huh. But it worked. It was okay. It handled it. Um the uh, temperature was about 65 Celsius in the CPU after doing mm-hmm. all that work. That's actually pretty cool. Um, you know, we're using that, that great cooler, the Evo 212. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, great cooler. Um, but in the show, I will explain to you the the woes of the, the motherboard. <sighs> yeah, that was fun. Is this one of those multiple trips to Micro Center sort it, of it, things? It is one of those, yes. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. All the way to SLP. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So I saw somebody look up the case. What did you think of that? Oh, my gosh. That's oh, intense. That. Is it the, is it, it's the, it's the, like, white plastic one, right? Uh, Matt got the black one, but, yeah, they, oh. they also have the uh, it's white. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah. And looks very Darth Vader-ish. It's it, awesome. It, it is. <laughs> I, I, so, you know, I uh, have always bought mid-towers because I'm poor. Also... Yeah. I didn't need the, you know, I didn't need a lot of space, you know, just just putting in your, your, you know, a couple of hard drives and that's it. I'm good to go. But yeah. this is a full tower and it is luxurious. So nice. it has the, the, the mounting plate for the motherboard, not, not halfway through the whole case width, but, but, you know, a few inches away from either side so that you can put all the stuff in the normal place, but on the back side of the motherboard, you can do all the cable routing. So there are literally no cables on the top of the motherboard. It's amazing. That's brilliant. Yeah, I've only bought mid-tower cases, too, just because I don't want it to be too large of a computer. Mm-hmm. But I think the mid-tower case I bought was pretty large. Um, so we compared... So I can put wires at the back, too. We compared our mid-towers here, because we have two in the studio, to that new yeah. full tower. And it wasn't that much bigger. It was just a little bit wider. Really? Yeah. Nice. So I think it's a it's a good deal. I think Matt got his for sixty seven ish dollars. Yeah, you know it was a sale from last Sunday. So you know whatever works. Nice. Yeah, and uh, I don't think I'm ever going to go mid tower again. Wow, nice. Oh, also a cool trick about that particular case is there's a button on it, and and it's 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 not explained in the booklet that comes with it at all what that button does. And of course, what do you do with button? what do you do with buttons? You, of course, you uh, you put all the computers together, you install Windows, and then you go and push the button just to see what happens. And and no, it does not install Linux button. It does not Aww. do that. Instead, when pressed, the button will turn on two LEDs that are above the I/O ports in the back. 
so that awesome. you can see the IO ports in the dark. That's fancy. And it's, Too bad you didn't uh, discover that before you had installed everything and set it up. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that was pretty cool. It's, cool. it's I, like the, the Mac Pro, except it, it doesn't auto-turn on. Right. So, yeah, that, that, was, that was really fun to build. I had a lot of fun doing all the testing stuff for it. Nice. Yeah. New computers. Well, computers is just fun. Love computers. Even when I they suck. Know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little dubious of computers. Are you? Nah, not really. I'm going to take a quick break because I've got salsa on my shirt and I should put some water on it real okay, quick. Okay, good luck. No worries. I'll be right back. Watch out for tortilla chips. <laughs> nice. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we got a, a good set of things to talk about here. I believe we do. Up for grabs.net. Oh, nice. That's cool. A Git visualizer. Nice. I'm just looking at all the projects on Up for Grabs. It's yep. so cool. Mm-hmm. That is a cool tool. Scala Poker aims to be the whole online poker platform solution, looking like attractive stuff to serious online poker businesses. <laughs> that that, oh, wow. that 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 that's that that doesn't sound like it's worded right, but also poker. Yeah, yeah. See, so now I'm I'm kind of in a, a rabbit hole on this editor config thing. Have you heard of editor config at all? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, I'm gonna put a link in the doc. Apparently, it's some sort of a. Back. <clears throat> Hey, welcome back. I'm just looking at, um, I was looking at some of the projects on um, upforgrabs.net, which is that listing of open source projects that are looking for contributors or have tasks that are geared towards people who are getting into contributing. Oh, yeah, I, um, I, I saw something about that on Twitter, so I put it in there. Yeah. And um, I, through various things, I various clicks, I found uh, editor config. I don't know if they have anything open, but I, it was used in one of the projects that I was looking at, and it's pretty fascinating. It it allows you to, uh, you know, as they put it, maintain consistent coding styles between different editors and IDEs. I've and used that a bit in my website. I use editor config because uh, WebStorm supports it. Yeah. Nice. It's pretty fun. I know. I start up something new, and I have a file that someone else has started, and I put it in, and it conflicts with my settings. It's like, uh, do you have to convert to this, or you revert? And it's just like, just make a standard. And I think editor config is a good, good, good fit for that. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm just like looking right now, and I was trying to see if I could figure out how to get Vim set up with it. And sure enough, there's a plugin right there that. Does that very thing? It seems like this would be better than using a .vim, uh, vimrc file, really, in some ways. Because then it kind of it matches each project. You just have exactly. a yeah. Um, I'm reading this uh, ticket here from Moment.js, which I've used before, and yeah. there, there, the ticket is about changing the abbreviation September. The they, they currently use sep as the abbreviation and everybody here is requesting that sept become the abbreviation this nice. is a big deal ticket 
But I was looking at some on there, and some things look like a bit more work than just something replacing one string with another. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know what I was reading the guy's post who put this together. He's saying for people who haven't contributed to projects, and I'm like, do I qualify? Because I've never really, I've never had a pull request of mine accepted for any legitimate project. Right. But I still have an active GitHub profile. So does it do I count or not? That's that's what I'm curious about. I don't think anyone would fault you for giving it a go. Sure. I have way other. I have way more things in my list though. First. Yeah. Right. So I the other day, I pulled up the development project for my website. Yeah. And I just you know ran npm update, bower update, and or upgrade or something. And I loaded the site, and the styles were messed up. And I feel like something broke somewhere along the way. And I'm gonna need to spend a lot of time on my website. Then I saw the Yeoman generator that I use, Angular full stack. Is being updated mm-hmm. for a 3.0 release, so there's nice. R- through RC9, I think, was updated in September. Nice. So I might, I might just start over and import everything and kind of start from scratch. That might be fun. Yeah. Nice. Of course, well, over, cool. over <coughs> winter break or sometime when I have time. But... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Starting over. That's what we always do. Can well, you... they wouldn't really be starting over. It'd just be. It'd be more just kind of copy-paste and tweaking a few things here. Well, that's true. Because I'm still using Angular, and so it, it'd be the same stack, just a little more modern. I don't know. Maybe the styles will look different. Who knows what I'll do. Let's see. This is episode 14. Uh, that that uh, French channel is fantastic, <laughs> right? So, when is Cabby Lake supposed to come out? Anyone know? Uh, I would be a page, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've heard that. I doubt it will be soon. Yeah, but Cannon Lake has been to say. Uh, Delayed until the second half of 2017. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like maybe Cavi Lake will be in 2016 sometime. But even then, that's you know less than a year. But probably by the time it would come out. I feel like it's optimistic yeah. that we're going to get a release next year. Of so let's see, would it be a new architecture that we get next year? Or a new chip size? I don't remember. Um, Skylake is a talk. So we would get a new. <laughs> So Cavi Lake is going to be a new tick, which means we're going to get a new process shrink. Okay. Yeah, which is probably what they're going to have the most issue with. Yeah, I I just feel like that we're not going to get a full either of them next year. I I would suspect that we just get a refresh of the 6,000 stuff. Yeah, I would would agree with that. Maybe early 2017 we'll get Cavi Lake. That could be. Mm -hmm. Although, wait, let's see. Skylake? No, wait. Cabby Lake is also 14. So it's not even a process shrink. It's it's like a... They're going to add a new word in TikTok. Yeah. TikTok. Pause. Mock. Okay, pause. <laughs> well, no, Broadwell is also 14 nanometers. Yeah, so this is... So it's like a so, quadruple talk or something. So would it be an architecture change too then? 
and a shrink at the same time. That seems pretty dangerous. Well, it's not a shrink because um, Broadwell was the tick. Apparently, Skylake is then a talk. Which and means that there's no no cross shrink, but is yeah. also a talk. It's a, it's a tick tock talk, and then Cannon Lake is another is an actual tick. Yeah, so yeah, Cannon so, Lake will actually be a process shrink. Okay, so Cabby Lake might happen since it's not a shrink. Might happen. We'll that see. is so. Yeah. Although actually, no, maybe Cabby Lake is the is just a continuation of Haswell, but they've just named it and made it a little more out there. Because mm-hmm. didn't the 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 Haswell um, successors had a name too, but it. Let's see, TikTok. This is on the uh, um, uh, Wikipedia website. Let's see here. Will it say? Why would it say? Yeah, just says. Oh, okay. Well, maybe Cabby Lake is a refresh because here it's listed after Sky Lake's talk. Refresh is listed as Cabby Lake. Here, let me put this in your local notes section. There you go. Yeah, it just says 2016. It doesn't say when. Uh, Ryan, you're probably right. Kyber Lake is just the refresh of Skylake. I love how they've already planned then that they're going to just refresh it. Yeah, right. Well, so it's it is better to have a plan than to. Cabby Lake is Intel's code name for the upcoming 14 nanometer successor to the Skylake marker architecture. Skylake, a talk in Intel's TikTok strategy, was to be or was to be succeeded by the 10 nanometer Cannon Lake, which was a tick, but was announced on July 16, 2015, that Cannon Lake has been delayed until the second half of 2017. Mm. Uh, Cabby Lake will have native USB 3.1. Uh, which uh, will mitigate the need for third-party add-on chips to support that. Um, it will also feature new architectures to improve 3D graphics and 4K video playback. We'll also add HDCP 2.2 for you all of your derm-living fans. And uh, it will have full-fixed function HEVC main 10-10-bit support you know, nice. for everybody who wanted that. Oh my gosh, that's so stupid! They're gonna change the chipset number again. Oh, we're on we're on chipset so one seventy oh. right now. They're gonna go up to the right. two hundred next. Wait, what do you mean one seventy? So the motherboard that Matt just bought was Z one seventy, the chipset oh. number. Uh, I have a Z seventy seven in my computer. The computer... yeah, I have a Z eighty seven and a ninety seven. Yeah, exactly. So they're well, gonna go up to. The, yeah, they skipped a ton of numbers, and they're going to go up to 170 for for this gen, and then next gen is 200. Huh. Yeah, uh, they're still supporting DDR3 and 4, so that's cool. Kind of impressed. That's good. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Support for Thunderbolt 3. Mm-hmm. That's always useful for the five people. Um. So wait, does that mean Apple's not going to get new Thunderbolt 3 until? Well, no. Wait, Skylake also supports Thunderbolt 3. Never mind. Yeah, I don't know how many. I don't. What's the point of Thunderbolt if nobody has peripherals for it? That's a good question. Um, can, let's see what else do we I, have here. I found out. I did find out recently that you can uh, run FireWire 800 over Thunderbolt. Yeah, which is pretty darn cool. I bought you an to, adapter for that years ago, and I've then like, you have used to use FireWire for like six months. I need FireWire. But yeah. Well, so what do you use FireWire for? Video? Oh, I don't. I I don't use it for anything in the general case. 
but for this video project I'm working okay, on. Okay, right. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you want to borrow mine, you can. I remember Sorry. when I had uh, this is before USB three, obviously. I had a FireWire eight hundred drive, and it was so fast. How uh, little did I know? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh gosh! Apparently, they're adding L four cache to certain SKUs. Nice. Um, let's see what else. Uh, they have something called Octane technology being added, which is non-volatile memory. Oh, this is I the 3DS point. Be... That's so cool. So this yeah? is the. Um, they're adding support for the non-volatile memory that Micron and Intel worked on a few yeah, months right. ago. Oh, yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. That's totally. the super duper fast stuff, right? Yeah. So it's like solid state, but fast as normal memory. Hmm. Uh, I, have to, I have to go upstairs and get a package that was delivered, so I'll be back in a moment. Cool. No worries. Yeah, th thanks for offering to lend me the firewire adapter, Brian. I think I should be all right. I've got... Um, I actually am no longer using the, the PowerBook with Tiger. I'm, I'm moving back to the iMac, the Flower Power iMac with uh, like iMovie 1 and System 9. Um, wow. For this so. project? You're using that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I you're only... not using HD or anything? HD video? or? Oh, no. This is like I'm just upgrading all of my girlfriend's family's home movies to um, so there's there's no HD for which to, to speak of. Yeah. Okay. But Cool. Yeah, that'll be something to do on an old Flower Power iMac. Right, right. Because <laughs> it can, it'll just read in the DV tapes and then plop them straight out to uh, to uh, MPEG. I'm gonna try to minimize the amount of actual processing that needs to be done on the on the hardware. Cause... Don't you can't you rip it as digital video DV files? Yep, exactly. That's how it stores them, and then then you have to convert them to MPEG, or is that MPEG with something else underneath? Um, yeah, I think you have to convert them to MPEG, but I can just set that on my on my desktop and let it sit for ages upon ages. Yeah. Now, okay. I can leave leave that running twenty four seven if I need to. <laughs> but if you want to borrow FireWire, I'm positive my parents would let you just come by when the doorbell and then hand it to you. Oh, that'd be great. Thanks. That, if you that, want I to, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know if it comes to that. Thanks. All right. Cool. I don't think I have a computer that can do FireWire anymore. See, I, my, my 2008 MacBook was that one MacBook that they released before the Retinos that had no FireWire port. Same. It was like the first one in forever, so people freaked out. I was like, that's stupid. Because, you know, at that point, I wanted a FireWire hard drive because it was way faster than USB. Yep. Um, then I bought my 2012 Retina display one, and I'm like, I'm getting FireWire, guys. It's been a long time coming, and then I buy it, and then I, I have this FireWire... Um, hard drive enclosure I bought. It was more expensive than it should have been because it's FireWire. It had yeah. two FireWire 800 ports. But then I kind of used that, but then USB 3 came out because my new MacBook had USB 3, so that was way faster. So I ended up just buying one of those. Yeah, yeah. It was that fad that just never really hit me. Yeah, all those good old-fashioned... Uh... USB versus FireWire things. You know, and for a long time, you know, it, it was a really big problem. And, and now I feel like everybody stopped using computers and nobody stores anything anymore. So Pretty sad. Much. I mean, so 
I don't know if you guys. I think I think it's been that long since we last recorded a show. But y- did you guys see that uh, supercut I made? Yeah, so, of uh, of ATN, right? Yeah. So that was pretty cool awesome. to make. Um, and so the process of doing that is basically I plug in my external drive, which is where I store. You know, after a few months, I just dump them all onto this external drive. I store all of the Audacity files. Yeah, and yeah. if I had to use Audacity over USB two. I would die. Um, it's pretty slow even as USB 3.0 goes because it isn't... It's probably not USB 3.0 that's slow. It's probably just the drive that's slow. Yeah. Um, but it's it's still a painful experience in most cases to go over USB um, one way or the other. But if I had to use USB 2.0, that would have not been possible. Yeah, yeah. So were you were you copying them all over or were you just listening to them all and streaming them over USB? Yeah, yeah just listening right over. But you're, it's not it's not high enough quality audio to have an issue if you're over two or three though. Uh, two no, three. so I was what I was doing is I was actually opening the raw Audacity projects, not the the completed files. Oh, so it actually has to cut. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and so the worst part about Audacity files, if you ever are so bored as to look and to see how they work, is they will record audio and then for each megabyte of audio recorded, it makes a new file. Oh no. Uh, so, uh, that's cool because that means if you edit a snippet of audio, it doesn't have to re-render the whole track. It just has to change three or four files. That's cool. But it also makes copying a trillion files kind (laughs) of slow. Turns out. Yeah. And hard drives aren't necessarily the greatest at random. No. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's that's the deal there. Um, Supercuts are really cool. I'll probably do one for this show at Christmas because this show Ooh. only has what fifteen, sixteen episodes by then. This is fourteen. Yeah, yeah I'm so, sure we'll do at least one more, two more by then. I bet. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So I'll be definitely doing this for this, that for this. Nice. That'll be awesome. Nice. And then we'll have a nice. Um, Maybe New Year's ish time yeah. where I'll actually be back in the, in the states, and we can meet up, and then our voice quality won't be over, you know, bit crushed by internet. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. You'd be, even though you're in a different uh, country and time zone and uh, stuff, you know, the internet's pretty cool. It just works somehow. Yeah, it's not so bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you guys think? Should we uh, get this thing going? Yeah. Why don't we do that? Let me know when you're ready. All right. You can't see right now, but I'm giving the thumbs up. Oh, well, okay. Uh, one more ready. All right. Uh... Okay, excellent. Woohoo! All right. I realized I come home in a month from yesterday. Nice. I totally so thought today was the 27th, but it's actually the 29th. Yep. Yeah, so oh, that gosh. was 119. Yep, that is, that is almost correct according to the timer. Nice. Not too bad. Not too bad. Man, I'm so glad I built the timer to have that delayed start thing. Because mm-hmm. if I didn't, then it would have been annoying <laughs> to figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's pretty slick. It's a good tool. Yeah. Gosh, that uh, architecture lab for 2021. So which is... lab is that? Is that like six or seven? I don't know. That's, if you... uh, that's lab five, I think. Okay. Or four. So lab is that four. the one where you have the mock programs to push in the assembly? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think so. Okay. So it's it's the one where you have to write. So th- there are three parts. The first one is where you write uh, 
assembly, so Y eighty six assembly. Yep. To, okay. Yep. The Y eighty six lab. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. That's the lab yep. I didn't do. Yeah. <laughs> because um, Devolos gave us like four days to do it, and we're like, yeah, you know what? I don't have time for that. Yeah. It's Did no it's one do it. I, I think majority of the class basically either got like ten percent or less because Jeez. they either didn't do it or nobody knew what to do. I, I don't know what what happened in that particular instance, but nobody had time for it. Yep. Yep. It's it's pretty pretty ludicrous. I'm like most of the way through part A, which is fine, but I just have to do the parts in Verilog now, which is which is fun because I need to learn Verilog first. Um, because like, yeah, Verilog. What's that? Hardware description language. What are those? Yeah, I remember. I don't know if you guys ever had to do it, but did you ever have to read the Intel documentation for um, assembly codes and stuff? Yep. Never. Oh, it's a party. You know, surprisingly, you know, it might sound like it's awful and horrible and terrible, but it's, it's super cool. It's really, it's really enjoyable, which is yeah. one of my frustrations with how little time we're given for these labs and how little explanation, because it could be like really fun if we had just a little bit more context. Isn't that funny? That's exactly how I felt for years, and that's pretty much my summary of the entire program. Yep. I should probably yep. some of the write-ups for the labs I had to do last year, because they were crazy detailed write-ups. Well, you guys at Morris, there's only like five of you. 25, so yeah. Yeah. Let's see if I can... Oh, yeah, I need to go to last year's Moodle. How do I do last year's Moodle? Uh, You type in the A-Y... Oh, wait, sorry. Okay, got it. Right, 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 right. Yeah. A-Y-14. That's the one. Uh, Oh, wait, it wasn't on Moodle. How how are these posted? Uh, Oh, right, we Google Classroom. Oh, wow. Nice. That's kind of fun. Let's see if I can... uh, figure out where all my posts are for the labs. I think a lot of them were in the form of GitHub readmes. Oh, uh, nice. All right. Oh, archive classes. Sweet. All right. You know, I'm better off just going to uh, github.unit.edu. So I think next week we, I could record another episode on Sunday. If okay, that works sweet. For you guys. That sounds yeah, great. Sounds good. Sounds perfect. Yep. Um, let's see. Forked from there. Okay, that has a lot of stuff, but it's not quite. Let's see. No, these are all private repositories. I don't know if you can look at them. Ah, Probably gotcha. Not. Probably not. But I can try, maybe. I don't know. It just, you know, it's like right up the takes a good, you know, 20 minutes to read if you read it all. <laughs> well, that's impressive. What, what projects were these for? Uh, my models class here. I'll just copy you the um, markdown file and send it to you. Okay. Nice. Thanks. Um, so you is- know, I I think I took two um, intensive writing courses at the U so far. Well, okay. Yeah. In, in computer science anyway. Um, yeah. I, 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 um, and so one of those is ethics right now, and one yeah. of those was thirty eighty one W, which was the first class I had compilers in. And in general, you just don't do that much writing. Yeah, and it seems like a shame to me. Totally. Um, 
and and so that would be a, a thing I have to say about the program. As you said, there isn't enough depth in a lot of interesting areas where there could totally be more depth. That's yeah. a thing. Another thing is I don't think we see enough code. Uh, we yep. write a lot of code, sort of, kind of, but we don't see a lot of code. And I don't mean just from, like, books. I mean, I want to see my instructor actually write some code and show me what's good practice or what makes sense or what doesn't make sense. In addition to that, I also want to see other people's solutions. And I know that you have, like, this weird, ah, cheating, oh, no, policy. Yeah. But seriously, everybody copies code. Who cares anymore? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. It would be really cool if, if GitHub could be, like, Enterprise GitHub could be a thing that would be used so that we could share um, the, the methods we use for problem solving a little bit better, right? Well, so, like... Cool. I, I, I'm sure you'll take it eventually, um, but yeah. I took software engineering. It's some 5,000-level class. It's you know yeah. one of those in the software engineering track. And our project was to make this tuition calculator for yeah. the U. You know, it's just a fake yeah. problem to fix. And our solution was pretty novel, I felt, and it was super cool, and it worked really well. But I would like to see what other groups came up with yeah. to, to do yeah, that right. because it's it's a non-trivial thing and i wanted to see how modular and how future ready their code was but yeah and, and i asked the tas do you think this would be possible and there was just complete radio silence on that and because there's just no way that was ever going to happen i know that but it yeah. should be something that they account for yeah definitely definitely so i've been half paying attention here because i've been that's not a problem Pasting that thing in and replying to a tweet. But um, so you're talking about if code for other projects is up for you to see? Well, so I don't or, know about you at Morris in your program, but do you feel like you've read a lot of code in class or as a part of the classes? Um, I did, uh, some of the classes, it's very theory intensive and labs are code and there's no cross between. Mm-hmm. Others have had a little more examples of stuff. The the example readme file I sent you from models of computing systems, we did do a little bit of code stuff in class, but kind of preparing for the lab, but it wasn't, it's a lot of on your own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is with everyone's on GitHub, you can you know, see how other people implemented stuff. And then also there's, we have a, uh, a server at our lab running track that has an old subversion repository that has like years of, I don't know, five or six years of project work on various things. And a lot of the labs have been the same year to year. So you can go and see other solutions if you want. Well, I mean, I guess that's cool too, but I don't, I don't know if I want to just see solutions. I want to, yeah, exactly. I I want, I mean, I can, I can find, you know, somebody's code anytime just on Google. That's not a big deal to me. I want to, have a discussion from the instructor's perspective of, well, this code here, we're not going to say whose it is because that would be mean, but yeah. if it's good or bad, it doesn't matter, but we're going to say, well, look at this code here, everyone. This code seems like it matches the blah, blah, blah pattern that we discussed in class three weeks ago. That's really cool. That's great. That's a novel way to solve that problem. This code yeah, right? here is something you probably don't want to do because it's... It, it's um very likely that it will break because it's so brittle in the future. You know, something like that where we take code from class that we've literally written for a project 
and actually turn around and actually talk about it, looking and reading code. And, and, yeah. and, and I don't know. We just don't do that. Yeah. Same. Definitely. Yeah. That would be, yeah, that'd be interesting to do. All right. Well, I think I've got to get going. Yeah. I uh, got to go take the, my ridiculous dog, Greta, out for. Is your uh, dog afraid of the drone? She is slightly dubious of it. I wouldn't go so far as to say she's afraid. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I feel like Roxy we, would be pretty terrified. Yeah, we we don't let her and the drone out at the same time. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it spins a little bit too fast. One of them might get about. away. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. Right. But no, but one she's, of them she's might harm the other. Yeah, we we did get a we did get her a sweater though, which is oh, really that's adorable. Cute. I, th- I think the picture's on Twitter somewhere. I'll see if I can send it to you guys. Is that your pro- no, wait, you have one of you and as your Oh yeah, that's, that's right. That's when we uh, ran the 5K on Thanksgiving morning. Oh nice. Right? It was it was fun. It was fun. But I think I tweeted to somebody at some point almost there. Somewhere in the house. I keep hearing the Google Plus or Google Hangouts plunk and it's like, "What? Where is it?" <laughs> Yep. Oh, gosh. Yeah. All right. So in the podkit room, I am now pasting that picture. Oh, that's so cute. She, Greta is something else. We even got her a little hat, too, and little socks so that she can <laughs> wear them when she runs outside. So is she a puppy or is she grown there? She is a, I think, three or four month old uh, dog. So technically still a puppy, I think. But she is kind of big for a puppy okay so i because roxy isn't very big but she's you know five mm-hmm. yeah yeah dogs there's yeah. something else they're nice i like dogs well same time next week yeah sounds good yeah. all right see you guys on the other side yep have see a good you. one have a good one you too well brian before you go we have to pick titles oh right yes sorry uh, brandon no title for you episode title um i like the kit part of podkit i i kind of like that, uh, that too meta i well no i like read the read me for the uh show title and then the kit part of podkit for the uh subtitle yeah that'd be good sound good okay excellent yeah okay great we had a lot of good fringe titles too i think yes well which one do you like best i don't know who said who said the first one it all works for now at least it was um, probably me about my computer uh, then I said a partition called uh yeah 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 I I like that one that was pretty funny. saying shit <laughs> that one's still pretty funny <laughs> I gotta say I like shit yeah okay well we'll see if I well here how about how about if I you know you could uh make a uh kind of a combo word uh let's see uh oh, I guess you can't because it doesn't end in an n shit tell. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Shintel, but that's not quite. No. Well, too much for, so much for that. Okay, well, we'll go with that then. That's pretty good. Wait, we got to put in quotations too. Oh, yeah. Right. Excellent. TikTok pause. That's good too. All right. Well, sounds good. Yeah. Got to go study now. Yep, good luck. Thanks. Yeah. I haven't I haven't started yet and the test is tomorrow, but it's also going to be a pretty simple one. So. You know, that's what they all say. Yeah, but yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Wait, I was going to check something. I had my hard drive plugged in. Oh, right. Brandon was saying how he didn't have iLife. 
but I definitely, I think, have every, I think I have iLife 04, 05, 06, 08, and 09 on my hard drive if he wanted it, but he's not here, so he can't hear me with his offer. No, no, he can't. And probably by the time I get home in a month, he won't need it anymore. That's probably true. My hard drive likes to do this thing, this enclosure, I should say, where I plug it in, turn it on, and I have hardware growler on my Mac, so it shows any device connections and things. And it shows that uh, the, there's a USB connection, but then it doesn't ever mount a disk. And then after a little while, it loses USB connection. And then I've turned on and off the hard drive again, thus spinning it up and shutting it down. It's annoying. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't have too many external drives, so I don't, I don't know. There's one hooked up to the server, but since it's over the network, I don't feel its slowness. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get my my two four terabit hard drives because I'll install, install them on my NAS or my server that's yeah. acting as a NAS. Right. And then, which isn't energy efficient at all. I don't know why. I didn't just buy a NAS, but um, then I have to spend, I don't know, a week copying uh, a little over three terabytes of data between the two of them. Yeah. From old to new. That's why I live a data-free is, lifestyle. Yeah. No data. I should... The thing is, I, I, I have a, a large collection of, I have like archival backups and things that I've accumulated over the years. That's maybe like, I don't know, um, let's see, 100 gigabytes of my own creations, Minecraft, ba- you know, world yeah. backups. Whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then I have my, um, oh, and, and yeah, and then I have my, uh, my, other, my other media that takes up a lot of space. Nearly three terabytes. Anyway, I'll figure it out. Yep. I'm, I've thought about if I should do it in RAID or not. Also, no, no RAID. It's dangerous. It's, it'd be, yeah, it'd be software RAID as well. And with only two drives, it's not really enough redundancy. No. And then I might as well just manually do it. Yeah. And then I can be fine without a second one. Right. Plus, I'll have. I think I'll actually use my old two terabyte hard drives as the backup. I don't know. We'll see what I do. Yeah, backup's so hard. Although my I need I need a hard drive to die because my my one terabyte backup drive that has four point something years of power on time that still hasn't died yet still well it's not with me now but it last I had it it was working fine all right yes I need to go study yep have a good one good luck have a good Sunday yep yep you too have a good week see you later bye and there you have it that was pocket number fourteen. 350. I'll get back to you in a minute, Fringe. I just wanted to start the show noting process. Um, so I have to read a uh, show title read. So, title time. Okay, what do we got? This is Podcast Episode 14, Read the Read Me, on Sunday, November 19th. Bloody crap. What? 
This is Podkit, episode 14, Read the Read Me, on Sunday, November... This is Podkit, episode 14, Read the Read Me, on Sunday, November 29th, 2015. And now, the kit part of Podkit. This episode of Podkit is hosted by Brandon Johnson, Brian Mitchell, and Ryan Rampersad. This episode also has show notes at thenexus.tv slash pk14. And there you go. All done. I will probably be seeing you next Sunday then, because I don't know of any uh, upcoming scheduled episodes. Um, so uh, I guess have a good one, and I'll see you then. Bye.